This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So, welcome, friends, to this week's Freedom Fighter Podcast. I'm Derek Moyer. Uh, I've got a special guest with me this week, my um, good friend sitting up there in Port Ban, Martin King. How's it going, Martin? Hi, fine, thanks, Derek. Good to see you, mate. Looking, looking happy, joyous and free there. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to, uh, we've been delving into this subject, overcoming the spirit of rejection. And, uh, um, you know, last week we talked about insecurity versus security. We're going to delve a wee bit further the day we we this into this subject about why we hide. Um, we're talking about the name of the, the the subject here, the Great Pretender. Um, you know, but we 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 want to start at the beginning, and um, I'll just open up with prayer, just uh, to 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 ask God to bless this, to ask God to open up everybody's ears and eyes that fresh light will come here. So. Father, we worship you. God, we invite you as we begin this conversation, God. God, we come to talk about these things. We just, knowing that we're not relying on our, on our own understanding. God, we're, we're coming humbly before you and asking for light. Asking for the truth that makes us free. Asking for ears to hear, for eyes to see, for hearts that are willing to receive. Oh God, so we just declare that over this the day, God, that, uh, that God... You're giving us the spirit of wisdom and uh, revelation and the knowledge of these things. You're opening up our eyes and understanding so that we would know and understand the the, the truths uh, of our redemption from you. What we have in you, the, the restoration and healing and how to overcome, Lord, this, this faulty foundation of rejection, of insecurity and all the different things that that, uh, that, that results in. So I just pray your blessing on this conversation now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So um, we're just going to go back to the start and uh, feeling feeling like uh, uh, reading from Genesis chapter three, and as if they'll know that the the origin of uh, the, the the books book of the book of beginnings is Genesis is the meaning meaning uh, of the word. And it talks about how when God created, um, you know, uh, man, um, Adam and Eve are in paradise in Eden, and uh, then the serpent serpent appears, which was the devil. So, the the source of all evil. He deceives the woman. She eats of the fruit of the the, 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 the tree that God had told her not to eat. Eat of this tree, and you'll die. He said, but he she eats it. Her husband stands by and, and goes with the, his wife instead of instead of resisting and you know going with, you know protesting. And then um, after they did it, the eyes of them were both opened and they knew they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And then the Lord God called to Adam and said, Where are you? And he said, 
I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said to them, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? And then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What, what is it you've done? And then the woman said, The serpent deceived me and I ate. There's a line, Martin, eh, from um, John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart. And he quoted this. He says, "What Most of what you encounter when you meet a man is a facade, an elaborate fig leaf, a brilliant disguise. And, uh, you know, what, what, what he was basically pointing out is, um, you know, we hide... We're terrified of being exposed, seen for what we are or what we are not. And, you know, going away back to Genesis here, going back to the beginning of the book, you know, we look at the first humans who'd done something wrong and because of that, they hid themselves because they were afraid. And, uh, you know, we are, we are asking the question that how how this pretending in our own lives, this hiding behind fig leaves still goes on all these millennia later, you know. My first thought of this, I, I worked with, with guys not, not that long ago, and one day, there was one of the boys I worked with, um, he, he was centre of attention, and I heard in my heart one day, that's a brilliant disguise. I'd not, I'd none of this, none of this information to to rely on or to have a reference point. I, I just, I kind of thought, what does it, what's that mean? You know, but is this the case that most of what you meet and what you encounter in people, the people who have not been healed, people who have not done the hard work of the cultivation of working through this stuff, getting these weeds out, planting the right stuff, what you're seeing is a facade, a false self. What's your thoughts on it? It's a massive, massive subject. Uh, it's been my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's come out into my life more so. I've always known it. I didn't know how to unknow or get rid of it. I thought that you needed the masks mm-hmm. or you needed the fig leaves yeah. to get on in this world. Mm-hmm. And, and I suppose it's it's a bit like, it's a bit like lying. Once you continue, you, you can't stop. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, the fig leaves and the masks become part of you. Mm-hmm. And it's it's... It's who it's who you, you you it's who you are know, mm-hmm. but it's who you want the world to see as who you are. <laughs> but it's it's not your talk. I heard the talk about this when he talked about how the false self is the way the self that we've concocted to make life work for us. 
you know. But I mean, I, I've got deep joy in me knowing that everything can be integrated through the counselling course this year. There's been a one one of the core conditions of the counsellor in the counselling room is is congruence. That that's one core condition that are that this fella, uh, you know, congruence uh, means congruence is authenticity. So you're 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 a like that core condition is you bring authenticity to the counsellee. Because if you get in there and you're wearing a fig leaf yourself, what happens is nothing works. Deep, deep movement. They call it therapeutic movement, but it's movement that the lies, the walls, the fig leaves, the 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 the, the facades. If if I'm performing and hiding, how, how am I making that? How am I making the, creating the conditions? That's how it's a core condition. You're not creating the condition for this person. To have stuff moved in her own life or his own life, um, so it's it's so 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 key, you know, so so key to to have this authenticity, to have this work to it, that your inner life can ref- your outer life can reflect your inner life. That is the goal to to not be a hypocrite, to not have a a perf- play, be playing a role. You know, when inside, like I, I, I was reading, where 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 does Jesus refer to this, right? And uh, there's a there's a good few um, references, but one that really spoke to me loudly is, is Matthew twenty three, and he's speaking to the he's speaking to the Pharisees. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you cleanse the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you're full of extortion and self indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and the dish, and then that the outside may be clean also. And he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you're hypocrites, for you're like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside you're full of dead man's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you also appear outwardly righteous to men, but inside you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. You know, and... and what we are really saying, I suppose, in talking about the truths of God's kingdom, this realm, the realm of God, that he's interested in changing us from the inside out. He wants to heal us from all these lies, the shame that's 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 behind. Because at the end of the day, we, I didn't like, I, I, I heard Dale just talk about, you know, behind every posing man is a wounded boy. And I kind of question that, I, I understand that, but, you know, I, I would also add there's an insecure boy. Behind every posing or pretending or, you know, performing uh, person who's hiding, there is a, a wound or an insecure person because you're no whole, you're no stable and certain about yourself, confident when you have to play act and pretend and um, you know, so it's it's some of these things it shows up in you know, and I have to, I have to admit the journey of this. You know, we have been focused on cultivate. God gave us this uh, this vision and mis- uh, the mission this year, and it's like I'm looking at the timing of it. You know, talking to Vince about the timing of it and looking at how 
with lockdown and all our freedom's been taken away and mostly all of our coping mechanisms and all the distractions are out the way, it's like, you know, you are f- forced to, f- you know, to face up to things you, and you could either just sink and get totally depressed, like a lot of people probably, you know, or you're getting this time to say, no, I, I'm, I am working the ground of my heart. I am preparing myself and, and working the ground of my heart and, and ploughing the ground, doing the hard work here. And and, and f- frankly, I mean, for me, I, I've, I, in all these years, I don't think I've ever heard a series on rejection. You know, I've never sat long enough. I might have heard some truths, but I've never sat long enough for it to, to really make any impact, for it to, to, for it to really touch these parts and expose areas and, and, you know, make the changes, help us experience the liberation of, I don't need to live it, I don't need to be shamed into that anymore. I don't need the enemy manipulating me with things, you know? Yeah. Uh, why don't we ask a wee few questions about what games do we play to cover up? Because, as we said a few weeks ago, but the, the, the key thing is unworthiness. Insecurity comes from, you know, I'm so unworthy. So I'm in, I'm more confident. I've got an un, I'm uncertain and unstable. And some folk have you know when you talk about that people are unstable. It, when you don't understand the a background of where people have came from, you think would you be stable if you had this kind of uh, you know performance based love? If you had you're only going to be acceptable if you're perfect, son. Right? How how can how can you ever feel I've got total confidence in who I am and my worth when it's based upon things that are just unattainable? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, how's that played out with you, Martin? Yeah, I'll say it was a light, right lot in there, Derek, but just before I go into that one, there was a... Uh, when, you, when you're writing, reading out about the, the scribes and the Pharisees, you mm. know... Uh, Somebody said a word to me a, a while ago, and it just it so fitted that it was outward appearances is not inward reality. Yeah, yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. that was that. That was my life. Mm-hmm. And and see, 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 as a man, see when you're confronted especially by another man, and you're putting that facade on, mm-hmm. and you th- you fought this other man's bought it. Mm-hmm. That actually takes another wee bit away from you inside because you know you know that person, mm-hmm. and you're left with it. So. And this continues and grows and grows through your life. The pretense, you know you know who you are, somebody buys it, and mm. then there's another wee bit of pain left in there. And it just it just builds and builds your full life. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Derek, what was, what was that? Yeah, last question? The, question, the question was, what games have we played to cover up? You know, and I know it's quite, I know it's quite deep. When you think of, personally this week, I, I, I've got... When you're constantly tormented about what other people think, that that was a hard one for me. And I thought about, it, I thought, oh boy, that's played out with me. Uh, wait, well, wait, you're then folks hunting for them. What about people pleasing? Oh, <laughs> I. Well, the, the games, the, the games, Derek. I've, I've, I went for, for, for primary school mm-hmm. right through uh, last week there. Mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and it's a shame that the, the games these the, these take on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Led to uh, first of all the games are, are, are drinking and alcohol mm-hmm. lead to drug addiction. Yeah. And then the games that you you, you play in, in marriage, mm-hmm. pretending that you're the man that, that you know 
and the games that you play and, and your workplace mm-hmm. and you feel as though that you have to play these games mm-hmm. to become the man that you think that you should be mm-hmm. the deep yeah. side that you know mm-hmm. uh, and, the, and these games just continue and continue and continue to the point that the game that I was playing last week and work that uh, because uh, the maths are aware mm-hmm. uh, I think that through my life that I'm no, I've not had any value I've not had any worth mm-hmm. so what I'll do for you is I'll work and I'll work and I'll work for you mm-hmm. so that you like me mm-hmm. that is an exhausting way to oh. live but that goes into every other area of your life mm-hmm. into your relationship with friends into mm-hmm. your relationship with your wife into your relationship with kids because deep down inside you, you don't feel as though that you're worthy. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to get this people's worth as I shall work for you yeah. until I drop? Mm-hmm. And that, that's, my, that's been my coping mechanism. I've been working since I was 13 years of age. I, I never done a third year, a fourth year of life school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go back because uh, there was problems in the family. So I went under the radar. So I just never went to school. Mm-hmm. And I learned then to look after myself, to be self-reliant mm-hmm. and work your hardest, that's where you'll get man's approval. Mm. And that's what that's what I'm still doing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm still doing. And it's so deep, you know, uh, I, I read at the beginning of this, you know, we're talking we're talking to cultivate and you know you know, there there has been some of this uh, opposition about, you know, some people's ideas about no no don't have anything you need to work for this. To think that this stuff is just going to shift without taking time and commitment. You know, this work towards this. Because it's been there for generations. You know, because the, the reality, I can see in my family, you know, that you've you, we've get brought up with these messages that my worth and value is based upon my performance. I have to have everything perfectly done. And it's like, you're under that. And it's just never, it's it's... Physically speaking, it's unattainable, you know. And you try to control and manage this, this, this wee world from that place, and it is so exhausting. Uh, mm. I mean, my wee devotional talked about the serving the good opinion of others, and how futile this is when you think how fickle people are. If I'm basing my worth and value upon how they respond to me, you're just going to be the, the enemy. We'll use this. I love this. It made me, as I'm reading Joyce Meyer on this, she talked about how um, she was so insecure as a person because of all the damage and abuse, the worthlessness and no value, no confidence because her, her foundation was so faulty. So she she became a Christian and she was she was a teacher. But she was no rooted and grounded in God's love for her. Her value was not based upon that. It was based upon everybody else's approval and, and compliments. And she mentioned how even when she was teaching the word of God, she would be totally depressed for days, tormented, if people didn't compliment her. And I read that and I thought, I remember I started taking fitness classes. I came out of a two-year Scottish school of sport. Started uh, circuit training, boxing classes. Great classes. I was well trained, well fit, uh, fully booked every time. And yet I left. I always ran to the nearest... Uh, I was staying at my cousin's. I was always in the shop getting getting comfort food. But I looked back and I thought, that's what that was. I was, I was so vulnerable because of my 
my own un- the instability of my confidence because of you know un- the uncertainty that my inner life was built on. If you look at me physically, I think oh he well he's well good at his stuff. He knows what he's doing. So well fit, well organized. But yet because the inner the congruence, the authenticity, it wasn't a, it wasn't aligning. There, there wasn't a, 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 a an integration there, which meant. I still was living off of what was going on in the inside. You know, so the question would have been, who who, who are you? Who or on whom or on what are you depending? <laughs> Does your sense of well-being depend on what other people do or say? These are questions that are... Phew, it's great to ask and be honest about. Uh, because I, I, I read, Martin, that you look at, we spoke about this last week in Romans 8, and uh, how what can separate us for the love of Christ. And all these really horrific experiences as a human, the worst experiences you can have as a human. Can any of this define, make your life be defined by this? What can separate us from God's love? Or does your, does your identity need to be defined by all this other bad stuff? And she says, you're more than a conqueror when somebody mistreats you and it doesn't affect your value or your worth. Mm. You know, and, and that's how, we, while we are talking about these things, that's where we're going. You know, we are, we, are, we are asking for light that leads to life, the truth that makes us free, that we no longer need to be moved and, and disturbed by any interruption, any calamity, p- pandemic, you know, you know that these, uh, you know these things are the verdict on us. What what about the poem? Do you want do you want to read a wee bit of that poem? You go. I read a read a read a wee bit of the poem, but see before I read that, can I, can hmm. I just go back to something on there? But you know, do you know see see how important that is for people's validation. Mm-hmm. See when you've not had that love as a kid, right, right. Mm-hmm. And you're in these places that you're seeking the validation and, and it's other people's affirmation you're seeking. Unfortunately, it's because you've not received that love. But it's the only place that I knew how to, to, to receive that of mm-hmm. another human being mm-hmm. was by doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and it's sad, but it's the truth, you know. Uh, and, it's, and, and that continues all the way through your life because you never received that initial love. Yeah. Because you've got to ask yourself, where are you going to do? have you have you not been introduced to Christ at an early age mm-hmm. and you've been introduced to living on your own feelings in the inside, mm-hmm. where are you going to go for that love? Mm-hmm. The places where we went for it is the only places we know how to go for it mm-hmm. until somebody tells us different. Mm-hmm. And that's the really sad thing about it, mm-hmm. you know, until somebody tells us different. And that could take a lifetime. And, and for, maybe some people just don't even get the chance to be told about mm-hmm. Jesus. This is the truth. Mm-hmm. This is who you really are. Mm-hmm. A lot of people never hear it, and that is so, so sad. But the bit I jumped about it, the poem to me, mm-hmm. it was, uh, and I'll just start off, it's right in the middle of the program, and it just says, acceptance followed by love. It's the only thing that can liberate me from myself, from my own self-built prison walls, from the barriers I so painstakingly erect. Mm-hmm. 
And just what I said before the poem there, that's what I've done. Mm -hmm. You see, I never got accepted by love. Mm -hmm. You know, love wasn't in my life. Mm -hmm. So the, and this is what really got me about the poem. So the only thing that can liberate me for me. And I thought, wow, liberate me for me. Mm -hmm. I'm the problem. Mm -hmm. I've always been the problem. Who built these walls? Mm -hmm. Who's relying on self? Mm -hmm. Who built these barriers mm -hmm. that I so painstakingly erect? Mm -hmm. You know, and you and I have been speaking about words the, the the last few weeks, three, mm -hmm. four weeks before. And it's words that I've received by people and it's words that I've gave myself and it's just words that has basically got me into the place that I'm at the day. Mm -hmm. Whether it be lack of words mm -hmm. or whether it's been words that spoken to me mm -hmm. or whether it's words I spoke to myself. And these are the prison walls mm -hmm. that I've built and you know they've been built through pain, mm. pain upon pain upon pain, mm -hmm. you know. And I wrote under the poem, I wrote, why do we build these walls? Is it past hurts? Is it self-reliance? Is it trust issues? And then I wrote, is it fear? And then what are we hiding? And then at the end, what is our real identity? Mm -hmm. You know, so there was a lot of questions and stuff written that. But it is based on, in my understanding of me, it's based on words. Mm -hmm. Either yeah. received or no received. Mm -hmm. And that's what Charles Cap says. Mm. They're the most powerful things in the universe mm -hmm. is words. So basically yeah. the day, what words am I going to believe the day? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you look at Matthew chapter 7, to, just to... To reinforce that is Jesus is Jesus is saying that uh, you know in the context of, of uh, him talking about those who only enter in um, to um, you know the kingdom of heaven, and they're saying, look, we've what we've done, we've done all these amazing things, amazing uh, like supernatural, miraculous, uh, godly things, but he goes. Depart from me, I never even knew you. You're you those are you who have continued to practice lawlessness. But then he goes, therefore, he says, anyone who hears these sayings of mine, this is, this is what he's saying, will save you. This is what he's saying, will make, sh make you enter in. This is what you need to do. Anyone who hears these sayings or words of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house in a rock. The rains came, the floods came, the winds blew, the, and, and beat vehemently, storms bashing against the house, but it didn't fall because it was founded on the rock. Secure, s steadfast, you know, set in place. But anyone and everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, so anyone who hears these words and just rejects them, does not accept them, does not obey them, does not commit to living by them, you're, you're like a foolish man who builds your house on the sand. Your house is your inner life. The building of your life. The building of your soul. He says, The rain, same rains came, the same floods came, the same waves beat vehemently against the house. And it fell. And great was its fall. And, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier, Martin, about this sense that 
you know, you can feel that we're between a rock and a hard place. I read Joyce Meyer on this, the book of Rejection. Tremendous uh, read there. Uh, and she said, God said to her, some folk think they're between a rock and a hard place, but when you're with me, you're between a hard place and, a, and the rock. There's a, ro- there's a hard place behind you, but the rock of Christ is, is in front of you. And we can build upon him, meaning whatever we face, no, we face the storm. We f- Apostle Paul says, what's going to separate us? What is, is tribulation? I mean, the things, these, these, these deep, deeply dis- troubling, so, uh, you know, um, extreme, um, you know, situations we could face in life, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness. And I thought about that, nakedness. He would have been getting stripped naked back then and fl- flogged and, and whipped and all that. And uh, peril, serious danger, life is in jeopardy. He goes... What, 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 and, and then the threat of the sword, threat of violence. He goes, what can separate us? Any of this stuff. You know, you think, if my, if my heart foundation is set upon the rock of, I'm loved, my worth is from my Father in heaven. I have deep value and I live from that place. Then I don't have to fear any of this stuff separating me from God's love. You know, I fear what the consequences of the any of these things happening. Uh, you know what they would have on me because they don't define me. You know. Yeah. Um. I so thanks, Martin. That that uh, part of that poem. You know the the love, the acceptance that's followed by love. We're going to go into that in the next couple of weeks. You know, look at the. The importance of acceptance, you know, and our healing of our hearts. Healing, how we overcome the spirit of rejection. The spirit that torments us when it plays on that insecure foundation that we doubt ourselves, we've got the, the lack of confidence and we then, then it's, it's easy, easily played upon in our lives that we, we, we start getting so disturbed and taken up by what other people are thinking and been manipulated and controlled by that and you know the word secure it says in the Greek is having full command and you know when you, when we've got all that stuff going on you're knowing control that stuff is controlling us possessing us you know so we really want to move into uh, a place of wholeness and restoration acceptance yeah. you want to share any, share any more? Derek, because I've not got a wee book in front of me, could just because you were speaking about the words, could you read at the end of that wee Charles Tap? But it says, Jesus said, I say to my people, Aye, you'll have it. You know that, 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 that one, aye, because I think that that's important and that's really playing out in my life, you know. Okay. By confessing the, the word, the truth of God. Aye. Yeah, and so th- this has been a. What Martin's asking me to read here, this has been an absolute key transformational practice discipline that I've found. I'm passing on to Martin, he's doing it. Um, you know, Jesus said in Mark, Mark 11, 23, after speaking to a tree and it dies because it had a show of leaves, um, um, you know, um, the next day they walked by the tree and it was dead, done what Jesus said. And the disciples are saying, goodness me, what's happening here? And he said to them, look, Verily, verily, I say unto you, which means 
pay attention. I'm about to introduce you to something that's very important of the mind of God. He says, Whosoever shall say unto that mountain, Remove yourself and throw yourself in the sea, and you don't doubt in your heart, but believe the things you will say will come to pass, you will have whatever you say. So, uh, Charles Capps, when he was teaching on that, he received a word that's, that, that says that Jesus said to him, I have told my people they can have what they say, but they are saying what they have. That is a very simple truth, but oh, how profound and far-reaching. For as long as you say what you have, you will have what you say. Then you again say what you have, and it will produce no more than what you say. You can see that you have set a spiritual law in motion that will confine you to the very position or circumstance you are in when you set that law in motion. It's an age-old problem of not looking beyond what you can see with the physical eye. So the, the correct application is how do I change a, sh a shaky, uncertain, unstable foundation of worth? As I begin to stop saying that I'm unworthy, I'm, I've got no value, I get what God says. I don't doubt it in my heart. I meditate on what he says. I work it into my heart by meditating on, uh, you know, the beautiful scriptures of this would be the Romans 8 we've quoted. Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 17, the Amplified, Jesus says, May Christ through, you, through, through your faith actually dwell and settle down and abide and make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love. And that application of these, these truths there would be, I thank God that Christ dwells in my heart through faith, that I am rooted deep in love, that my, that my security, that my worth and value is rooted in deep in love and it's founded securely on love and God's view of me and to begin to say that out loud day in day out strengthening that weak point in your heart that's how you're going to overcome that uh, that shaky unstable conviction that you, we can have when we've no had the right love when we've been so devalued in our lives and abused and rejected and abandoned we continue to it continues to torment us and we live out it so, Martin, you closes in prayer and lead, lead folk into that, mate, please. Aye, thanks, Derek. Thank, thanks for setting this podcast up, and thanks for all your help you've been to me. Mm -hmm. And, Father, thanks for the time that me and Derek have spent, you know. And Father, thank, thanks for your truth, you know. Thanks for what, what I know in my heart, or heart words, is that you've planted a seed in my heart, and you're in my heart, but I need to water that seed. And by watering that seed, Lord, I need to speak your truth. I don't have to listen to the enemy's lies anywhere in my life because that's what they are, their lies, mm -hmm. their masks, their facades. Mm -hmm. So, Lord, I'm just asking that I speak your word daily, your truth daily. What you say about me, know what I say about me, know what the world says about me, but what you say about me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to confess that daily what you say about me, mm -hmm. and that will grow and grow and grow into the person that I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And for every man, woman, child listening to this podcast, mm -hmm. that's who they are going to be. Mm -hmm. But they're only going to be by Derek. He says he hammers at home. Mm -hmm. This just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. This isn't a magic wand. This isn't a Santa Claus God mm -hmm. we've got. Mm -hmm. We have got a God that we have to put in the work. We, we have mm -hmm. to put in the discipline because mm -hmm. we, we, we stole. Mm -hmm. 
So, Lord, I'm just asking you who's ever listened to this podcast, let them sow the seed. Mm -hmm. Let them harvest it, but it's your truth that they need to harvest. Mm -hmm. It's your word they need to believe in. Mm -hmm. And I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.